Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes, maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, the goal of the show is to share game-changing stories that our guests are experiencing with themselves, their team, or what they're seeing in the industry. And there's time to time that I come on here and I share what I'm seeing that's going on in the industry that's producing game-changing results. And today I want to talk to you about building trust in order to obviously develop strong relationships with your customer and to shorten the sales cycle. And you think about the way, you know, buyers are buying these days. It's all remote, it's all virtual, and they really are in control. So if we can build trust quicker, we can shrink the sales cycle, but we, we really can create an experience that if it's enjoyable, it's going to be repeatable. There's many tips to help build trust, but I just pulled out five that I've seen really help me help my clients and kind of what are top of mind right now. And these five are in no particular order, but the first one is owning your message. So, you know, what do you stand for? Do you have a, a point of view on something, a belief so that when someone says your name, they're like, oh, I know that he's always takes this approach or this angle on it and really just be seen as that expert, that influencer in whatever area that is. And when you own your message, are you on the platform that people can find you? So if it's B2B, are you on LinkedIn and are you consistently sharing your point of view what your thoughts are on something. So really people get an understanding of what your take is on things. And that's going to help them obviously determine whether or not you can help them. So are you owning your message and are you doing it consistently? The second one is being transparent. And, you know, a lot of people these days, they get, you get on a call with them and they're pitching right away. And, you know, they claim to know everything about your problem and they can solve it right away. And that just, when you're trying to buy something and you don't even know someone and you haven't built any trust, that's a sure way just to get, you know, to end the deal quickly. So I always say, you know, be upfront, be transparent. If someone's pushing you against the, your competitor and saying, how are you different? You know, what, what can you do differently? A lot of the times I say, like, I'm not even sure I can help you at this point. Like, you know, I, I need to know a little bit more about you, but I don't, I don't claim anything upfront until I really understand, is this a good fit? And even from the customer standpoint, is this problem occurring frequently enough and, and is it worth solving? So for me to jump in and say, yeah, we do this and we do that. And then realizing after a conversation that, you know, this isn't worth your time or energy, or it's not a good fit for me, or it just doesn't feel right. So I just think being transparent and upfront disarms your, your buyer because they're not used to that. They're used to getting a pitch and, you know, push to demo and you know, so many different handoffs. So if you can just be upfront, be transparent, let them know, you, you know, you may not have all the answers, but you, you're ready to, you know, dig a little bit deeper, but it disarms people and the trust starts building uh, a lot quicker. The third one is being others focused. So 
lot of times we'll just turn on our Zoom camera or, you know, we're talking on the phone with one of our prospects and we may not have even considered like where they are in the buyer's journey. Like, are they in the awareness phase, the consideration phase, uh, the decision-making phase, you know, what's changed in their industry, what's changed for them personally, and just really take an, take stock for a moment of what potentially they could be experiencing to look at things through their lens. And, you, you know, you talk about, you know, becoming empathetic and just understanding like what they're going through on a day-to-day basis, because what that allows you to do is, is really tailor your message because you're coming at it from their lens. And most salespeople are just thinking about their pitch, their key selling messages, uh, getting through, you know, the 25 slide deck that they have to get through. And the customer feels that there's no engagement. You're not making it about them and you're very seller focused. And so I think if you're trying to build trust and especially in a virtual environment where there's now a a layer of tech in between you, you have to focus on the customer and and their persona. So, you know, how are they measured? Um, What's changed in their process? What's changed with them in their role? Who influences them? Um, What metrics are they concerned with? So all these things that allow you to kind of get inside their brain and and they feel that they feel that you're definitely uh, focused on them, but you care. And I think those people who genuinely care are the ones that are getting airtime and the connection is quicker, but it's more meaningful. It's a stronger connection. The fourth one is do what you say. And so often, you know, even when it comes to follow up and you say, oh, I'll get this, you know, out to you by the end of the day and the end of the day comes and you didn't get it out to them. Well, right away, that's their first experience of you and you've already broken a commitment. So if you are going to provide some follow up or whatever that next step is, make it realistic. If, if the end of day is too aggressive, then don't say the end of the day. Okay. Because again, they have no background. They have no prior experience of dealing with you. So the first experience is you've already broke a commitment. So do what you say you're going to do. If it's um, send them a PDF, if it's a follow-up, whatever it is, because they're evaluating you right now. And especially before you even enter the, um, the sales process or the actual journey, they're looking at you with a very sharp lens to see and test you and see if you are going to do what you're going to say. Because if you're not doing it now, they're thinking, well, what's going to happen, you know, mid-contract or, or when we are in agreement? My God, they're, they're definitely going to drop the ball. So definitely do what you say. And the fifth one is, you know, are you knowledgeable? So oftentimes I'll, if I'm purchasing something, even a, a, you know, a piece of technology, and I'll say, does it do this? And if they're like, well, you know, it should. And, and I think, you know, some of these specifications are game changers. So if it doesn't do this, then I'm not going to buy this model. So do you know your product inside out? Obviously you have to know your customer, but even the specifications and more importantly, how they relate to your customer. So know what problem they're trying to solve. And again, you have to tailor, you know, your solution, but you have to know how your solution works. And too often people are just, they're lazy and they're not putting in the work and they're not really understanding ins and outs of their product, but also the process. This is huge because people, our job is to, really facilitate a buying decision. And we need to make it easy for our customers to buy. And the minute we add friction, and I'm, when I say friction, I mean, if, if your website is slow to load, if you're asking them to insert too many pieces of information, it's too gated, like they're out. There's so many choices out there right now that that is definitely a reason for them to leave. So can you create a seamless process 
to buy? Can you educate them? But even after that, so a lot of times people might do that well, but once they've bought, then what? How do you onboard them? How do you educate them and say, so, you know, this is the process leading up to it. Once we have an agreement, this is what you can expect. This is going to take around this long. I will be working with you to do this. You know, this is a communication uh, frequency. Just educate them on gaining the commitment to change. That really helps bring them to the other side when they know what that future state looks like. And a lot of people stop at that, you know, the purchase. And it's like, well, what about beyond purchase? How does this relationship look then? So be knowledgeable about the product, about the process, even the industry, like what's coming down the pipeline. Can you share insights that's, that's happening that really will educate them and teach them something about themselves, their product and their industry. And, and a great example here is storytelling. Okay. So how can you share ways that your product or solution um, has helped others that are, that are like them? So again, it doesn't come across as so pitchy. You're sharing, you know, the experience of a satisfied customer that they can see themselves in, you know, that's basically selling the benefits for you. And all these things really help build trust. And the reason I came up with this is I recently purchased something for my coaching practice. It was just an online tool. And I asked myself, why did I purchase it so quickly? And and I realized the girl I purchased it from was knowledgeable. She was pleasant to deal deal with. She was completely upfront. I had been following her on social, so I knew she was credible. Uh, She was visible. This was definitely in her wheelhouse that I just felt I was in good hands. The risk was very low and I trusted her. And if you don't trust somebody and you feel that they're completely out for themselves, we're not going to do business with them. So we really want to show, uh, build trust quickly in order to reduce the friction, reduce risk, and just create an enjoyable experience that people will share. They'll tell their friends about, and they'll come back for more. Okay. So again, just to remind you the five tips on how to build trust are the first one is own your message. They'll stand tall and know what you stand for. The second one is be transparent. The third one is be others focused. The fourth one is do what you say. And the fifth one is not be knowledgeable of the product, the process, the industry. So those are my five tips. I want to thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to like, share, and subscribe for future episodes. And if you're interested in learning more about our sales training programs, please visit us at k2perform.com. This is Karen Kelly signing off from the K2 Sales Podcast. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.